What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show. As I sit here and record today's episode, it is the last day of May 2023, which means a few things. But one is we're already five months into the year, which is insane to me. Time is flying by, and uh, it's crazy to think that we're almost halfway done through the year almost. Uh, Two, if you live in the United States, this last weekend, we celebrated Memorial Day weekend, which traditionally, like if you have it off and you know you work normal schedules, like chances are you had a three-day weekend. Uh, and it's, in my opinion, kind of a kickstart to summer for most people. I know uh, people feel mutually about that. Memorial Day weekend is usually that transition from like late spring to early summer. And it's kind of like a, a kickstart to... Just a lot of stuff that people do over the summer, Uh, whether you're traveling or doing weekend trips or going up to the lake or to the ocean or going on a golf trip or doing bachelor or bachelorette parties or going to weddings or uh, meeting up with friends or, you know, doing work barbecues or having uh, family outings or, uh, you know, insert literally whatever weekend plans that you have from here, you know, through June, July, and August, chances are, you know, Memorial Day weekend is one of the weekends that kicks those things off. And, and if you're like myself, I'm, I'm looking at my calendar and man, I think I have like two or three weekends that aren't booked up until August right now. So uh, time, time can uh, disappear if you let it. Um, and when, when you got a lot of stuff on your schedule, it's, uh, it's amazing how fast time can fly. But Again, Memorial Day weekend, I find, is one of those weekends that is kind of like the the gateway into summer and, and kind of the introduction to all the weekend trips and all the fun stuff that people have planned over the summer months. And I've said this before on the podcast, but I really do think that the summer months, again, this is not a blanket statement, right? And it's very individualized and depending where you live and all this stuff, but I think the summer months are a little bit harder to, uh, again, within reason to stick to your nutrition, your fitness goals, um, compared to even like the holiday season where weather's usually a little bit colder. Um, you know, you have events, but they're a little bit farther in between, uh, days are shorter. You have less opportunity to do stuff after work. Like the holidays are a tough time for people for sure. It's a tail end of the year. There's a lot of challenges and obstacles that come with like maintaining your fitness and nutrition plan that time of the year for sure. But man, I find that summer, there's a lot more reasons and excuses not to go work out after work, right? Or uh, not to to hit your calories or macros on the weekends, um, just to have more opportunities uh, presented to you to travel and do things outside of your normal routine. The summer is just full of weeks and weekends that can really just stack up on top of each other and turn like this last three-day weekend into the next three months. Uh, And again, it's not for everybody. And if you're in the right headspace, like there's ways to navigate that. And that's actually what we're going to be talking about today. Really the the podcast that I wanted to to record today was just, just some reminders for you as we head into summer or whatever season that you're in right now. These reminders will apply to literally any situation in life um, that you're dealing with right now. I really believe that. But um, especially as we go into summer and as things get a little bit more hectic, it maybe becomes a little bit harder to prioritize some of these things that you're doing with your health and fitness, or maybe you're working towards fat loss or building muscle. Like 
like sometimes summer can get in the way of you doing these things consistently and efficiently. So I, uh, yeah, again, I, I sit here today and, and this is again, usually the time of the year where shit can get hard for people, you know, and, and some people wrestle with the idea of like, man, hunting their health and fitness goals until like fall comes in. And, and, and then before you know it, like three months have gone by and you, you can't get that time back. And I want these next three months, I want your nutrition and fitness to enhance, you know, those experiences to make these things better. You know, instead of you trying to decide, do I want to live my best life or do I want to exclusively pursue whatever goals that I'm working towards right now? Because in most instances, those things can, you know, work together, right? They don't have to be mutually exclusive. And we always need to remember that. But a lot of it comes back to the headspace that you're doing these things with, the intent that you're doing some of these things with. And uh, if I can help you at all and give you some of these reminders today that, you know, can maybe help you and, and just be that little bug in your ear as you continue to progress through June, July, and August, like that's what I'm here for. So um, I, I kind of created a list. There's 10 things that I wanted to talk about today. Nothing crazy new or novel or information that you've never heard from me before or from anybody before. A lot of it is actually fairly simple, but it is a reminder because a lot of these things, although they're simple and basic, like they can be really fucking difficult to implement too if you're not consciously aware of that or intentionally trying to keep these things in the back of your mind when you're making some of these decisions and the different opportunities and stuff that is presented to you as we move through the summer months. So this, uh, this list was actually kind of created based on some of the coaching calls that I've been having in the previous weeks as I've been helping my clients. A lot of them, right? A lot of times, you know, you have January, February, March. It's like usually an ideal time for people to cut because, and when I say cut, like go into a deficit, try and lose weight, like pursue fat loss goals or body recomp goals. Um, it's a little bit easier. I find sometimes cause there's not as many holidays. The weather usually sucks. Um, it's, uh, it's coming off of the holiday season and people are usually a little bit more motivated and, and you using that motivation as kind of nitrous to, to your, you know, to your car, so to speak is, is something that I think could be a perfect time for a lot of people to pursue some of these goals. But again, as Memorial day comes, as 4th of July comes, as a lot of these summer holidays, events, traveling, just things that you are invited to and plan on doing. It's uh it's amazing to see how quickly some of these things can get in the way and, and how quickly some people just say fuck it all together and just disregard anything with their health and fitness and kind of put those on the back burners. But it doesn't have to be like that. So thank you to all my clients if you're listening to this. I appreciate it because a lot of these things and these reminders are stuff that you and I have likely talked about at one point together um, or these were kind of birthed from some of the conversations that I've had and some of the stuff that I posted on social media. So Without further ado, let's get into it. Now, the first one is, and again, these are kind of reminders and tips, but more so reminders and just just things that I want to say again, because I just don't think we can say this shit enough sometimes. But the first one is just remember to make the best choice that you can, given the circumstances that you're in, like whatever, whatever situation that you find yourself in, just know that you're not always going to be in control of everything around you especially your environment, right? And especially as we head into summer. But I really just want you to focus on getting, you know, small victories or Ws, right? Like if you think about getting wins, 
whatever situation that you find yourself in, think about how you can how you can get a small victory here and there. And that might look different for literally any situation that you're in, right? Like maybe maybe you order a side salad or a starter salad at dinner instead of getting like the fried mac and cheese balls, right? Like that's a win. Maybe you say no to getting dessert after a meal. Maybe you have two less beers or two less glasses of wine than you normally would in a situation. Um, maybe you're eating at McDonald's or some takeout restaurant and you, you know, you order the egg McMuffin because it's the lowest calorie option and it's higher in protein compared to all the other stuff that you could order. Like that's a win in my book. Maybe you hit your water goal over the course of the day. Uh, maybe you go on a walk, you know, after dinner one time when you're, when you're traveling or on vacation, maybe you make it a priority to get a plant and a protein source at all of your meals, which will be another tip of mine here, here in a little bit. But just think, how can I, how can I stack up some wins over the course of the day? And that is going to be the best route of you making the best choices that you can given the circumstances that you're in, right? Instead of just throwing in the towel because you can't make the perfect choice or make the food at home or stick to what you did exactly when you were on your plan, um, at home or away from home, whatever it is, like, you committing to doing the best that you can do given what you've got, like that's where the real progress lives. And that's where you can, you know, go the next two, three, four months and really look back on and see substantial progress made maybe from like a health fitness goal, body composition goal, but even from just like a, um, a mental headspace and, and you, you looking back and being proud that you made some of these hard decisions um, over the comfortable decisions or the easy decisions in some of these situations that you found yourself in. So really, it just if you don't remember anything from today, just as you continue to progress through the summer, through the holidays, fuck, dude, literally in your whole life, just continue to try making the best choices that you can given whatever circumstance that you're in, okay? And we can always live with that. The second one is the fact that scale fluctuations are 100% normal and they are going to likely continue to maybe be a little bit more sporadic maybe in the summer months I, I say maybe a lot here because again who knows what your work schedule is I'm not I'm not speaking to the listener directly here but more talking in uh, in general and, and speaking to the masses but scale fluctuations are going to happen a fuck ton especially over the summer right and uh, if you think about your weight, it's essentially just your relationship with gravity at any given point throughout the day, right? And your weight changes every single hour throughout the course of the day. Like if you weighed yourself first thing in the morning after you went to the bathroom without any clothes on, and then you weighed yourself two hours later after you had breakfast, after you went on a walk, after you worked out, after you had two hours of work, dude, chances are the scale is going to be completely different than what you weighed yourself first thing in the morning at. Now, I'm not encouraging you to weigh yourself multiple times throughout the course of the day. Really, in my opinion, the gold standard of weighing yourself, if you're going to use that as a metric to track, like weigh yourself first thing in the morning after you go to the bathroom, before you put any food um, or water or liquids in your system and weigh yourself naked or with your underwear on. Like that is, that is the standard that I would recommend people weighing themselves under and using those daily weights to average out over the course of the week and then looking at trends over time. Okay. But just, I just really want you to remember, like stop letting the number influence your happiness on a daily basis or on a morning basis. 
we have to zoom out and look at the trends. And the day-to-day weight fluctuations are going to be there, especially after the weekends, especially after you have maybe more takeout meals or barbecued meals or you're eating more salt or maybe you're having some more carbs or, um, you know, maybe you just ate more the night before or you, you traveled and maybe you're having a little bit higher stress because there's different situations you're dealing with right now. But the scale fluctuations are going to continue to happen and it's 100% normal. But I I just want you to develop some sense of scale neutrality throughout this and just look at that metric for what it's worth. And it's just one data point, you know, plotted on a graph, you know, and we're averaging those out week to week. And then we'll use those weights to kind of see how the progress is going. If you're going in the right direction, if you need need to make any adjustments based off of that. But just remember that the scale is going to fluctuate. It's going to go up and down. Just don't let that number dictate your your decisions day to day or put you in a negative headspace to start the day because that's not how we that's not wh- how we want to wake up and approach the day. Okay. Awesome. The next one, one of my favorite things, and just just a, another reminder to to keep in kind of your toolkit when you're feeling down or you're questioning what's going on or you're confused about what to do in certain situations. But the third thing that I want you to remember is. What would 90-year-old you say about the situation that you're currently in, okay? Because 90-year-old you in a retirement home sure as fuck isn't going to look back and think, oh, damn, you know, I wish I would have looked better in that bikini pic in the lake in the summer of 2023, right? Like, no, no, 90-year-old you is going to look back and be damn proud that you took care of yourself and didn't let other people's opinions dictate the decisions that you made when you were younger or let societal expectations influence what your goals were, right? Like, these are the things that you need to come up from within and and 90-year-old you is wise as fuck and you know, you know what 90-year-old you is going to think. So might as well start acting in alignment with what that person is going to think later on. Because 90-year-old you is probably not going to give a shit, you know, if if the scale went up, you know, 0.8 pounds this morning and you're trying to lose weight as we head into summer, right? You know, 90-year-old you is level-headed. He or she has been through a lot. And you remembering, you know, all of the things that they've been through, like whatever we think is super consequential or super important, you know, on the day-to-day basis or whatever situation that we're in, Chances are if you, again, zoom out, think big picture, look at it from a bird's eye view or or change the perspective or the lens in which you're looking through these situations with, chances are you're going to have a different outlook on whatever it is that you're you're looking at. And the idea is to be a little bit more level-headed, a little bit more neutral, um, not making as much emotional-based decisions, you know, reacting on impulse and instead being a little bit more methodical, being a little bit more mature and just just understanding, you know, the the caliber of whatever situation that you're currently in and then how you need to navigate going forward from that. Whatever the stimulus is, whatever you're working through, whatever your goals are, like just ask yourself if you're stuck, you're in a bind or a pickle and you know, you're in a negative headspace like what would 90-year-old you say about the current situation that you're in? Okay? Cuz that's that's a really important thing or you know, next best question that you could ask is like, what would you tell a best friend if they were in the position that you're in? So just kind of remove yourself from the person that these things are happening to and, and, and put yourself in the shoes of maybe somebody that is looking on whatever has happened after the fact, or 
somebody that's looking at it with a different perspective, because um, chances are you're going to talk nicer to yourself from those perspectives than you living through whatever it is that you're dealing with in the moment. So just remember that. I think that's always a good, uh, just a good question to, to keep in your back pocket to ask yourself when shit hits the fan, because it inevitably is going to. Okay. Awesome. The next thing, and again, these are not in any level or, or sorry, order of importance. Uh, they're also all over the place. I don't know. I just kind of wrote some shit down and uh, here we go. But uh, the fourth thing that I wrote down was weight loss is not the same thing as fat loss. Like full stop. Like weight loss does not automatically equate to fat loss. Okay. You know, those weight fluctuations that you see on the scale day to day, like we just talked about, they are not a direct representation of how much fat you're losing or gaining um, on a day-to-day basis. Uh, that number that you see, again, daily, weekly, that's influenced by water and water retention, uh, your muscles, your organs, your bones, um, your body fat, how much food is in your digestive tract at any given point. There's a lot of things that go into that number that you're looking at on the scale. And just because it's up or just because it's down, you know, Again, if, if it's down, that does not mean you're automatically down body fat. That's why like intentionally trying to lose weight, it, it it's a commitment, you know, and, and chances are it's going to take two to three or four months of being in a deficit and going through like a strategic fat loss phase to see a substantial and meaningful amount of fat loss over time. But the day-to-day, week-to-week stuff that, you know, is down a pound or down four pounds, you know, you start a weight loss journey and you cut out all the carbs and all of a sudden, you know, you, you see five pounds less on the scale. Like that's not all fat. Okay. I just need you to remember that. And you giving it a few weeks to really let your weight kind of settle down or for you to get three weeks, four weeks of solid weekly averages. That is what I want you basing some of those decisions and changes to your plan on instead of just thinking that, Hey, I'm losing weight. I lost weight this morning. I'm a pound down on the scale. The scale is telling me and then automatically thinking that you lost a pound of fat. Shit doesn't work like that, okay? Next one is just remember that consistency is always going to be better than intensity, okay? Anybody can start something and do it for a month, honestly. And you, you're probably one of those people as well, myself included. Uh, we've started something, we've got kind of a kick in the ass, and it's like, hey, I'm, I'm really motivated, and I'm, I'm going to act on this motivation and do something or set out to do something, And that doesn't even have to be, you know, fitness or nutrition related. It could be you starting a business or you posting to social media or doing a DIY project at home. Like everybody has these transient, you know, feelings of motivation here and there. And we act on that sometimes. Um, And you might be intense and full throttle in those moments. um, But just remember that consistency is going to outweigh whatever you can do intensely for a shorter period of time. Okay. You know, like... Again, I related to fat loss, but it's going to it's gonna take a lot of time for you to, to continue and implement and do some of these behaviors beyond like an eight-week or a 12-week time commitment. You know, just because your fat loss phase goes for three months, does that mean that that's the only time frame that you, you have to actively think about what it takes to lose the fat and then to keep that fat off, right? Like, I'd rather have you think long-term and yes, there's going to be some of these short sprints throughout your journey for sure. Um, But I'd rather have you start a little bit slower and think about adding things a little bit more methodically. And then instead of just throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks, right? Like I'll take you doing a 30 minute walk 
overdoing a 60 minute hit session workout for, you know, four times, five times a week for a month. You know what I mean? Um, and then that ultimately leads you to just taking two months off the gym completely. Like I'd rather have you do 30 minutes to 60 minutes of, you know, lower intensity work. If that's something that you could fit into your day and have you do that for three, four months on end, instead of you trying to work out as much as you can for four to eight weeks at a time and then completely falling off after that, right? Like just think small, repeatable behaviors day after day, week after week, and then eventually you'll be able to do that year after year. And the consistency in which you do these things is always going to be a better indicator than the intensity that you put in for some of these short behaviors for just a a small period of time, okay? Awesome. I'll say this next one until I'm blue in the face, um, but carbs are not bad, nor are they inherently fattening, okay? And you, know, you might be listening to this, and if you follow me and my content, and you, if you follow like level-headed nutrition people in the space, and I'm not talking about the motherfuckers that are putting the you know, continuous glucose monitors on their triceps and measuring their, their uh, uh, glucose spikes uh, after every single meal, right? Like those are usually a spinoff from like low-carb people. Sorry, I don't know why my head goes there, but uh, I've just been seeing more of those posts and more of those ads recently on my timeline. Um, but carbs are not inherently bad, nor are they inherently fattening. And chances are your best life and your life going forward includes some amount of carbs in them forever, right? Like if you're sitting here, you're doing keto, you're doing low carb. Usually those are done in the context of like weight loss. You know, very rarely am I, hearing people is like, oh yeah, I'm going to go into a bulking phase and I'm going to go low carb doing it. There's very uh, few select amount of people that I've known that actually have done that and that have also been successful with that. And I can actually count them on one hand. But uh, for the average person, the average you know, person that thinks that carbs are inherently bad because some influencer or charlatans on Instagram have been talking about that, man, just get that out of your head and and remember that like no single food ingredient or macro um, or food category is the fault or, you know, something to blame for whatever it is that you're going through or where you've ended up. Okay. Now, restricting one macro is a form of restriction that people, you know, find some success in when it comes to weight loss and changing some beha- some habits and behaviors. But um this idea that carbs are the enemy, man, is just dumb as fuck. And I just, I just need you to remember that it's not necessarily about um, single ingredients, single foods. It's more about dietary patterns and your consistent behaviors and what you do repeatedly over time that matters most. And again, I think I even said this on my last uh, episode when I did my Q&A, but a lot of times people think carbs are bad because they're found in a lot of like ultra processed foods and things that you get at fast food restaurants or at restaurants or they serve it before your meals or, um, you know, they're, they're in our pantry and, and when you stop snacking, you stop eating more carbs and all these things like carbs are usually the victim when it comes to that because the reality is, is there's, there's carbs in a lot or all of those things that you're thinking about, but we also have to remember that there's fat in them too, right? And when it comes to it, like total calorie consumption over the course of the day, over the course of the week, and your averages are going to be the best indicator, you know, this energy balance equation on whether or not you gain weight, lose weight, maintain your weight. And, you know, you can modulate your carb intake for sure, 
But just remember that it's total calories. It's just not total amount of carbs that you're eating that influence that directly. So um, I digress. I digress. But again, I'll say it 100,000 times if it if it takes, you know, 101,000 times for you to remember that carbs are not the enemy. Carbs are not inherently fattening, nor are they bad for you. Yes, there's different types of carbs. Um, there's different uh, carbs that you can get from different food products and things, and, and we could have an hour-long conversation about that, but carbs in general are not the enemy, and, and I just don't want you to go through your whole life thinking that this macro is like, the worst thing for you because it's just not the way to live in my opinion. Awesome. The next one is, this is kind of a reminder too, but it's kind of a question that you can ask yourself, but would you let your kids or your pets, I say pets because I got a lot of pet parents out there that I got a lot of love for. I'm, I'm one of them as well. But would you let your kids or your pets go all day without eating? Now, I thought of this one this last week because Dude, holiday weekends and long, longer weekends or weekends in the summer, a lot of times people use that as a justification or a reason to like binge on fucking everything in sight, whether it's alcohol um, or food, like we're just constantly surrounded by it. A lot of our days revolve around some of those things and some people's like, like gut reaction come Monday or Tuesday or whatever the end of that holiday bender is, is just to not eat or insert intermittent fasting or alternate day fasting, right? It's like, I'm, I'm just thinking out loud here, but I see it a lot. And I've talked with, talk with this about, uh, I've talked with some of my clients about this as well, but you know, if, if it's an unacceptable behavior for someone you love, someone you're raising, um, if it's your dog, whatever it is, chances are it's an unacceptable behavior for you too, right? Now, this is a different conversation. If like, you are hard in the intermittent fasting camp and you're having everybody you know do it because it's worked for you. This is a different conversation. And chances are like, yeah, like intermittent fasting can have its place and fit into some people's lifestyle. But if you think about it, if you went the whole Memorial Day weekend eating and drinking everything in sight and then come Monday, it's like, okay, I'm gonna eat clean and perfect and or I'm just gonna not eat at all to compensate for what I did over the weekend. Like, if you could imagine you not feeding your dog for a whole day or two days or just not giving your kid food for that day or two, like why the fuck would you do that to yourself too? Okay. And, and I know that's kind of harsh and I'm kind of sound, sounding like kind of <laughs> angry when I say this because uh, it kind of pisses me off, right? Like, like why do you think um, this behavior that you wouldn't allow or do for anybody else, like why do you think that's acceptable to do for yourself? Okay. And it's not just limited to eating. Okay. It's a lot of these behaviors, but just keep that in mind. It's a question to ask yourself. And, uh, I know it might hit home for a lot of people. So it's another reminder that you could throw into your bag along with, you know, what would 90 year old you think about whatever situation that you're in? Okay, cool. Next one is a little more diet related, but very basic, uh, very common for stuff that I've said on here before, but build all of your meals around a protein source and a plant. And when I say plant, like just any type of fiber, in my opinion, is is going to work great, whether it's a fruit or a vegetable, like trying to include one or both of those is going to be a good idea and trying to get a protein source as well. Um, but this comes back to you just generally prioritizing your protein and your fiber consumption over the course of the day. And part of that reason is because it's difficult to do that sometimes. You know, in the food environment that we live in today, carbs and fats are naturally going to find their way into your diet, alcohol as well. 
Um, but it's a little bit harder to be more intentional with your protein and your fiber when you're not constantly surrounded by that. So I just want you to be more intentional when you build your plate and when you order plates when you're away from home and you're outside of your normal environment. And let's say you're going up to uh, hang out with your friends at the river or going to the beach or traveling or doing whatever it is. And you know the group of friends that you're going to go hang out with. They love to drink or they love to um, they love to order takeout or they love to get pizza every night. Like you be the person that brings up the bag salad or something or you bring the cherries in the fucking package or get a veggie tray. Like just do something different to combat that or, you know, you don't have to do it for everybody, but do it for yourself. Like pack a fucking lunch or do just do something that you know you're doing intentionally for yourself, that you're getting a plant, you're getting a protein source because uh, chances are you're going to feel better in whatever situation that you're in, right? Like everybody knows the feeling of, you know, getting there, eating a breakfast sandwich and um, having a normal sandwich or pizza for lunch and then just snacking on chips throughout the course of the day and, and salsa and drinking. And then you get to dinner, you get to the next morning, you just feel like a bag of trash because you've like had no nutrients and you don't have um, maybe the same amount of fiber that you've been consistently getting in when you're at home and you're controlling your circumstances a little bit more. Maybe you don't get the same protein um, at all three meals or snacks as you would as, as if you were doing it on your own bring the yogurt cups or the Chobani completes or bring some hard boiled eggs or eggs to cook with your breakfast or order those things when you're away from home or think about how can I get some fiber? How can I get some protein here? Because chances are it's going to help you manage your hunger and your appetite regulation stuff later in the day. So you're not just overindulging all day long. But again, ideally it's going to help you feel better in whatever situation, whatever, whatever it is that you're doing. Now, again, Going back to our first point, like just making the best of, of your situations is, is the idea here. And if you do that one or two more times over the course of your week-long trip or your weekend trip, like that's another victory compared to you not doing that at all, where maybe your normal baseline would be to ignore all of those things or just to say yes to everything and not plan around some of those things that you know are not in the best interest of your health and your fitness goals, okay? Cool. Cool. Build your plate around protein and, and, and fiber. Pretty self-explanatory, but can be a little bit more difficult to implement. So asking yourself how you can do that is a good first step before you, you know, do some of these things. Whether or not you're traveling or not, even if it's your normal day-to-day -day routine and, and, you know, you're not traveling or doing a lot this summer, that's just good rules to live by as well when it comes to your, when it comes to your diet. Next one is number nine. Look at every failure as an opportunity to learn and build upon. So let's be real, right? The only time that you'll ever fail at something is if you give up altogether. Like if you literally just say, fuck it and I'm, I'm done. Um, if you keep showing up and you keep learning from your experiences so you can grow and get stronger over time and each, each preceding you know, experience that you have, you're making different decisions. It's all about learning and adjusting and being able to plan for some of these things going forward, right? Like the destination that you're trying to get to is a bumpy ass road. And the best thing that you could do is just buckle up and keep fucking driving regardless of what happens, okay? And again, we've talked about getting victories. What would 90-year-old you say? Building your plant around protein and, and, and plants and being able to, to get some of these victories in over time, I mean... All of those things are cool and they sound good and they're perfect on paper and you might have the best intentions to going into some of these trips, but you're going to be knocked off the rocker here every once in a while and, and 
not beating yourself up for that, being able to show up, being able to learn from those mistakes and looking at those opportunities as an opportunity to grow is going to best serve you going forward instead of dwelling on that and feeling shame or guilt around some of the decisions that you made or didn't make, depending on whatever your goals were, or whatever you're doing at the time. So look at every failure or you know mishap as an opportunity to learn and to build upon. And if you can do that, that is a literal superpower. Okay. And it kind of leads us into our last bullet point that I have here today, but it's just focusing on getting 1% better every single day. Now, I definitely did not make that saying up and I honestly don't know who did, but whatever that means to you, just keep showing up every day and try and just try and beat that person or be better than the person that you were yesterday. Okay. And that that is likely the thing that's going to elicit this change and growth over time and, and allow you to keep, you know, building on your habits, building on your successes that you have over time. If you think about 1%, it's a very small percentage of, of what effort you're able to give in every single day. So sometimes maintaining is great, but just think of how you can get a smidge better every single day, especially as you navigate through the summer months, or maybe you're listening to this and the holidays are coming, or maybe it's the new year. Like, excuse me, literally whenever you're listening to this, just think, how can I continue to get 1% better every day? It sounds cliche. I don't want to be this like woo-woo guy that's like, oh yeah, just do your best and forget the rest and everything will take care of itself. It's like, that's corny as fuck. But just thinking about how you can get 1% better and, and being honest with yourself of what that looks like. And again, just being able to sit down, be honest with yourself and keep making hard decisions um, that are not always super comfortable for you, that is going to be where change happens the most. And that's where progress is going to live, um, at least on the other side of, of where you want to be as you continue to navigate through all the hard shit and all the fun stuff that you've got coming up over the next few months. So that is the end of the list that I have here today. I hope this helps. Again, this is applicable to honestly all areas of our life, all seasons of your life. It doesn't just pertain to summer. Um, but these are stuff that I've been going over with my clients, stuff that's coming up um, on there, stuff that I've been talking about on social media. So I just wanted to put that out there on a podcast and have have this exist for everybody to listen to. Um, so yeah, those are, those are my list. There's probably a hundred more things that we could talk about, um, but I, I really do think that those are 10 things that come to the top of mind when it comes to just making your, your uh, baseline a little bit better as we continue to navigate through these difficult seasons of your life. So with that being said, I actually have to go, but until next time, remember to eat with a purpose, train with intention and think with confidence as you work towards your own health and fitness or nutrition and fitness goals. Almost mess that up. But uh, yeah, thank you for listening. I appreciate you as always, and I will see you on the next episode. Peace. Thank you again for listening to this episode. If you found value and enjoyed it, it would mean the world to me if you posted a screenshot to your social media. If you do, make sure you tag me so I can say thanks. Or if you're on iTunes, scrolling down and leaving a five-star review would be much appreciated. And if you ever want to get in touch with me, you can always find me on Instagram at LukeSmithRD. Thanks again for tuning in, and I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. I'll see you on the next episode.